Will the Carolina Hurricanes be announcing the Sebastian Ajo contract extension soon? We will talk about that and more in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by the lovely folks over at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Andrew Schnitker. How are you doing on this Wednesday afternoon, Andrew? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. Like I said yesterday, we are in the uh, in the thick of it here with the off season. Yes, we are. And speaking of off season moves, it uh, came out earlier. I believe it was today. Who'd you say it was? Jeff Merrick on Thirty Two Thoughts saying that a Sebastian Ajo extension should be announced either on or shortly after July 1st. This obviously comes as no surprise, really. Uh, We said that this was going to be one of the big things that the Hurricanes uh, had on their uh, agenda for this offseason. And so it's... Yeah, it's not a surprise uh, at all um, as far as what the extension will look like. That's going to be the fun one. Uh, the Timo Meyer extension got announced earlier today with New Jersey. That was eight years, uh, eight point something million AAV. I'm not sure what exactly it was there as, for, as far as the salary goes for him. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we kind of figured this would get announced uh, pretty right around the free agency time. We figured that much. Yeah. I mean, all indications are that this was the hurricane's top priority for this off season, you know, was getting an extension done with Sebastian Ajo as soon as he's eligible for one. I mean, you know, they can obviously agree to it. They just can't make it official until July one. Um, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you heard from everybody involved about it. You heard from Dom Waddell. You heard Tom Dundon. I mean, again, that was the biggest thing for me because at the end of the day, that's the guy who signs the checks. Say, you know, he's going to be here. He's not playing anywhere else. This is his team now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if it's not an eight-year term. That that's the way these kinds of tr- deals for your you know home own star players that you know you get that eighth year when you're re-signing someone with your own team let me go ahead and pull up his cap friendly here i mean i think he's gonna get a modest raise on the contract on his current 8.4 million cap hit from montreal but that was the other reason why i never expected this to be a big challenge is Say the Hurricanes are going to pay Sebastian Ajo $10 million a year on an eight-year deal. 
that's like a 1.5, 1.6 million raise from what he's making right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, once you heard that there was motivation from both sides to get this done, obviously Sebastian wants to be here. He was drafted here. He's grown up as an NHL player here. He's been part of some really special things here with the Hurricanes growing into a consistent playoff team. And you know he's a competitor. He want, he wants to win here. And I think, you know, locking himself in long term here is ultimately a vote of confidence from him that the Hurricanes can, you know, get over the hump sooner than later. Because we we've all seen it. I mean, there there's few people that are more angry at, you know, after that season ending loss than that guy. Yeah, uh, agreed. And you look at extensions they signed the past couple off seasons of Andre Svechnikov going eight years. Yes, Spirit Kokinimi getting eight years. Like they're really locking up their, who I'm assuming they see as their core guys to these long term deals. So, yeah, eight year deal, that's pretty much going to be a lock for Sebastian Ajo. I'd be surprised if it was anything less than that. And, uh, yeah, this is no surprise uh, at all. And like you were saying, you know, when it comes to his cap hit, you know, he's already got a, you know, pretty sizable one as is. So when he gets that raise, it's not going to be, you know, too, too crazy. It's not going to like, like he's going to go, you know, from an entry level contract into making eight, nine, 10 million a season. It's not something like that. So yeah, this is no surprise at all for me. Uh, As far as what you think he could possibly be making what do you think we'd be looking at Andrew uh I think it's going to be somewhere between nine and ten I I do Mm -hmm. I don't don't really see the Hurricanes being super comfortable going above that I don't see uh, I don't see Sebastian taking less than nine given that he's making a shade over eight now he's continued to fully establish himself as a number one center a star player not a superstar a star um yeah, I, I'd say between nine and ten on an eight-year deal, and, and like I said again, again, that's a modest cap raise from what he's getting now. Something the Hurricanes can certainly fit into their future books, especially as again, you know, still kind of in that COVID revenue cap freeze right now. It should start to go up again within the next couple of years, so that should help. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and predict. I bet you we see this not long after. Excuse me, had a little bubble there. Um, good. Not long after free agency opens on Saturday, because you you see this a lot of times in the past. Sometimes teams, you know, use an extension that's eligible eligible to be signed as their big July one move. Because the Hurricanes are a team that's traditionally, you know, even again under Dom Waddell signed away, shied away from making those big splashy signings on July 1, uh, you know, most of the time, rightfully so. There's some scary deals that get given out that day. So I would mm-hmm. not be surprised if, if a Sebastian Ajo extension announcement is kind of the Hurricanes' big thing that we see on Saturday. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that'll be their big move uh, on Saturday. I think, you know, basically, you know, probably – Shortly after it opens, heck, maybe as soon as, you know, the clock, you know, hits when it opens up, that could be when, you know, uh, the e-signature or whatever uh, 
gets hit goes through and that's when you the tweets the facebook posts the instagram the snapchat serves all that announcing uh, and then of course the press release all that stuff i think yeah with probably within five minutes of it opening up is when it's gonna be announced uh and yeah it i think that's gonna be their big splash i mean if they can make you know other big splashes that will benefit the team and not be like, you know, those scary deals that we see get handed out uh, on July one. Sometimes, you know, then go for it. Uh, I'm fine with that, but yeah, I definitely see that being their big off season move. Obviously they're going to you know do something with a goalie. Uh, you know, we've said many times that we feel probably be Frederick Anderson uh, coming back as far as what that deal ends up looking like who knows uh we haven't really heard anything from anyone uh, on that it's just kind of in mine and your speculation as far as you know what we could potentially see there but i think yeah that could be something we see on july one as well what do you think see an aho extension no frederick anderson extension uh, I would think that that would probably get done before July 1 just because the Hurricanes True. probably don't want to risk him getting to the market where other teams can talk to him and then you you know you're maybe you're 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 in a pretty good bind with your goalie situation if that happens I think because there's not a ton of great options out there. So no, True. I would think even within like the next what's today Wednesday Thursday Friday with I, I could see that one happening within the next couple of days here if that's something that they want to do it's possible that it you know it happens or could be one of those that we see you know a lot of times you see teams re-sign their own free agents at the 11th hour on July 1 and I think that could um that's something that we could see with the you know like the hurricane signed Frederick Anderson at like 10 a.m. on Saturday, free agency opens at noon, you know? Yeah, I could totally see it. And we'll obviously continue to talk about that, you know, whether it be Sebastian Ajo, Frederick Anderson, Auntie Ranta, all the other Hurricanes free agents that could potentially still be sticking around. Obviously, Ajo still would have another year regardless. Uh, but we will continue to talk about that as the week progresses. Uh, and we will dive into the schedule release. A quick overview of that right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, MLB season is underway. You've seen myself and Andrew wearing a ton of baseball shirts as of late morning. Our crappy baseball teams. And if you want to take your first swing betting on MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And get up to $200 in bonus bets. My brain turned to mashed potatoes there. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200. 
FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Now, uh, looking at the schedule release uh, for the Hurricanes, that came out yesterday afternoon. We're going to do a whole episode you know, dedicated to you know breaking down the schedule, uh, you know, stretches that look easy, stretches that look hard, extended road trips, all of that stuff. Uh, we're going to keep we're going to do a full episode on that, but just a quick overview of it. Uh, the home opener is on October 11th uh, with uh, the Hurricanes facing the Ottawa Senators. And that is going to be a fun game. And yes, it is October 11th. Uh, it's a Wednesday uh, middle of the week again, taking on the Ottawa Senators. And actually, one thing we hadn't done yet, I have the whole thing here in front of me now. We had not talked about the preseason, uh, as well. That starts on September 26th with the Hurricanes having a back to back taking on Tampa Bay and Florida, then going down, uh, to Florida, uh, to Tampa Bay. Excuse me, I have to specify there. Uh, to take on the lightning on September 29th. And then they are uh, then going to Nashville on October 5th and then taking on Nashville at home on October 6th. That's the preseason regular season kicks off October 11th against Ottawa. And then shortly after that, they got a, a road trip uh, out on the West coast. That's obviously going to coincide with the North Carolina state fair uh, as it does every year. But uh, what were your quick thoughts on the schedule this year, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fairly, you know, typical run-of-the-mill schedule. You, you know, we, yeah. we it's it's pretty common these days, you know, to see the Hurricanes squeeze one home game in, maybe two before the State Fair, then head out on a big Western swing in early October. I think that often helps, um, especially mm -hmm. now that, you know, you've got, like, good players so playing a bunch of road games isn't a big deal you know getting on the road like that helps the group gel together early doesn't help a ton with all of our sleep schedules with some you know canes after dark right off the hop in october but that's okay mm -hmm. you've got um let me see here so november and january are the two months that you know if you're a canes fan looking to go to a lot of games those are going to be fun months for you pretty home heavy months they've got a five game homestand in november they've got a another five game homestand in january january they only play three games on the road most of them are at home so those are spots in the schedule that you look at, you know, of opportunities for the Hurricanes to really make some hay, bank some points, enjoy some home cooking. And, you know, obviously they're going to be fighting for another Metro Division title again, which is going to be, you know, interesting because good player after good player seems to be winding up in the Metro this week. Tyler Toffoli goes to the Devils yesterday. While we are recording this, the Pittsburgh Penguins have acquired Riley Smith from the Vegas Golden Knights. So, yeah, Jer Jared was unsure of that. I'm I'm like, for, for reference, my little snafu with the Frederick Anderson thing, I am keeping one eye on Twitter while Jared and I are recording this because this is the day of the draft. We see tons of trades. I am making sure something major does not break while we are doing this. Yeah, and yeah, uh, 
And like I mentioned earlier, Timo Meyer getting locked up uh, long-term in New Jersey as well. Uh, New Jersey's just loading up, and they're going to be a really scary team next year. And the first time we play New Jersey will be... Oh, man. Jeez, I'm down to December now. I still haven't came across... It's so weird. Like every, every year I look like I think last year, I, I think they didn't play like the Penguins until the new year or something like that. Like there's always something weird in terms of like, yeah, it not looks like- playing one of the divisional teams at all in the first half and then playing them like three times in a month in the second half or something like that. Unless I am just blind and overlooking it. It looks like the first time the Hurricanes will play the Devils will be on January 25th at home. And that is the second half of a back-to-back. They were playing Boston on January 24th in Boston, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a tough one. That's that's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough little back-to-back there. Um, yeah, you're right. They don't because they they play them. They play the Devils once each in January, February, March, April. So if it's the Hurricane or no, excuse me, I think they play them twice in March. So if it's the Hurricanes and Devils fighting for the top of the division again, uh, going to be some very big head-to-head matchups in that second half of the season. Yes, for sure. It's going to be, yeah, that second half of the season when they start you know, really fighting with New Jersey for uh, that Metro title, that's going to be some tough games there for sure. And one thing yeah we'll again talk about this more in depth is that they aren't as heavy on the back-to-backs this year which will be nice uh for the hurricanes they have a lot of weekday games as well uh and this is gonna be a fun season for sure uh final home game uh before we move on will be on april 7th uh against the columbus blue jackets that's gonna be a matinee game at 5 p.m. And then the Hurricanes also closing out the regular season as a whole against the Columbus Blue Jackets on April 16th up there in Columbus. So, yeah, again, we will do a full in-depth breakdown of this schedule, uh, dates that we have circled on the calendar for games that we're looking forward to the most. We'll do that in a future episode later on in the week. So make sure you're uh, tuned in for that. And as Andrew said, the draft is tonight and we'll be giving our final draft night predictions right after this quick break, folks. All right, folks, we are back and it is time to give our final draft day predictions. And it's, not a whole lot going on with the Hurricanes in terms of the draft, in terms of speculation of who are they going to draft? Are they going to trade the pick? Blah, blah, blah. Really just not a whole lot coming out of the Hurricanes camp, uh, even with rumors. It's just nothing. It's very quiet on the Hurricanes front tonight. And... You know, we talked about it with Matt uh, earlier in the week or over the weekend, excuse me, as far as, you know, what we think they could potentially be doing. I I still think, uh, you know, that we could potentially see them trade out of that number 30 pick. Uh, As you know, you've said multiple times, Andrew, that's a pick that really doesn't carry a whole lot of weight. 
uh, but it is still a first rounder. So it could be nice to have in a package deal for a player and some assets. Um, but ultimately, I see them probably trading the pick. Yeah, I think that you are right. I think they'll either trade the pick for, you know, as part of a package for some NHL help. Because here's the interesting thing. We talked about that pick not holding a lot of value. But what we're seeing these past couple of days, it seems to be at least a little bit of a buyer's market, especially when it comes to forwards, you know, with a year left on their deal which is something that could be appealing to the Hurricanes with all the extensions they have coming up. I mean, like I said, Tyler Toffoli goes to the Devils for an, you know, an RFA, the RFA rights to Jaeger Sharengovich, I think is his name, a bottom six forward and a third round pick. Riley Smith goes to the Penguins for a third round pick. I mean, these are guys, you know, both making 5 million or less against the cap. Riley Smith scored 26 goals last year. Tyler Toffoli had a career season over 30 goals, over 70 points. So, I mean, seems like there are deals to be had out there if, if you're a team, you know, looking for a win, especially a winger. I mean, the, the, this is, I look at both of those deals and I'm like, if, I, if I'm the Hurricanes, I would have paid that. I would have exceeded that, frankly. I mean, for either of those players, um, so, you know, some of the guys that we maybe they make a move tonight or tomorrow for one of the guys we discussed, you know, Calgary seems to be open for business. Maybe it's mm-hmm. time for that Elias Lindholm trade. Maybe somebody like Victor Arvidsson with the Kings, you know, they just added Pierre Luc Dubois on a huge contract. They might need to be moving some money out. Hurricanes have cap space, they have draft picks. I'm really looking for them to make some sort of a significant addition at forward over the next couple of days unless they plan on doing so in free agency, which again, how the Hurricanes have operated, that would be a bit of a departure. They've tended to make their big offseason moves on the trade market rather than in free agency. Yeah, I agree. I was literally going to mention that potential reunion with Elias Lindholm uh, because he's, you know, now that Toffoli's been moved, uh, well, even before that, Lindholm kind of was the big name there of like, where is he going to go? all that stuff because he's obviously not going to resign with Calgary. So yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what they do. Uh, And as I was saying that Andrew uh, made a message here in our little recording chat room that he has uh, some new Canes updates to pass along. So what do you got for us, Andrew? Uh, Nothing major, actually something, unfortunately that might signal a potential departure of a fan favorite. This is from Andy Strickland of uh, Bali Sports Midwest, covers the St. Louis Blues. He covers the Blues, but he's had a number of hurricane scoops, it seems, in the past few years. So this is, Jesper Faust is an intriguing UFA to a number of teams, eyeing a three- or four-year deal. He has been a very popular player on every team he's played on. I don't know if I see the Hurricanes wanting to go three or four years with Jesper Foss. He's coming off a three-year deal that they signed him to on the open market. So if the money is reasonable, it's possible. But I don't know. It's sounding like, you know, almost what I was afraid of with him, that his playoff performance might drive up his demand a little bit and somebody might be willing to pay a price that the Hurricanes, you know, with – where the Hurricanes are about to get to with all of these guys like Ajo, Slavin, Pesci, Shea, taking up a bigger percentage of the cap, you've got to be careful. You you can't spend a ton on you know your bottom six wingers. You this is 
And it's interesting because this is where, you know, I know a lot of, you know, some people may think, oh, well, we aren't going to see these players for a few years. The draft's not that interesting. In order to keep winning when the hurry, when you get to a point like the Hurricanes are going to get to, you have to draft well because you have to be able to cycle through contributors throughout your roster to give you depth on entry-level contracts when you have the rest of your guys making that big money. You know, look at the Penguins when they won their Cups and I think – uh, 2016 and 17, they had a, they had a bunch of guys doing that. So, I'd say based on that update, I don't feel awesome about the Hurricanes bringing back Jesper Faust. Yeah, I, I agree there, and it's going to suck, you know, if he does go. Uh, but like you said, the his playoff performance really driving up his value. That's that's not surprising at, at, at all, really. You know, you see that, you know, regardless of the sport, you see it in hockey, you see it in football, basketball, baseball, and, you know, a guy goes off in the playoffs, hits the free agent market, and then, you know, their value, you know, just goes up even more than it already would have been. So I'm not surprised at that. It is going to suck if they don't get a deal done because, like you said, he is a fan favorite, uh, extremely popular in the locker room, and he does produce for the Hurricanes. It's not like, you know, he's a guy that everyone likes that, you know, doesn't do a whole heck of a lot. You know, he's you know a guy that really you know, benefits the team and he's going to benefit whatever team he's on, whether it's the Hurricanes like we want, whether it's the St. Louis Blues or whoever, uh, he's going to benefit whatever team he's on. That's, that's a guarantee for sure. So we'll obviously continue to talk about that as you know, time rolls on, uh, as more info comes out on that. But, you know, if he does walk, that does definitely open up, you know, for more guys, you know, that could potentially, you know, want a bigger role on the team. You know, like, uh, obviously, you know, he he's not a uh, he's a center, not a winger. But, you know, Jack Drury, you know, a guy that's you know, wanting to do more, you know, had already requested a trade. All right. You got some of these guys moving out, you know. You know, maybe you know, that does more for him. You know, maybe he can start playing on the wing. Some, I believe, he did some this season. I don't remember exactly, but you know, if he could, you know, figure that out. We've seen you know guys switch. You know, Sebastian Ajo, he was drafted as a winger. Now he's Hurricanes number one center. It's not unheard of, you know, for a guy you know to you know go from a wing to center, center to a wing. It's not unheard of. So, you know, maybe that could open up the door for him if the Hurricanes don't do something in terms of a trade, in terms of free agent signing. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Hurricanes fill a yes for Fost uh, sized hole. And if they do know that, uh, all right, you know, this isn't going to get done, he's going to walk on Saturday, then. Like we said, you know, teams make a lot of moves on draft night. You know, maybe it's the night when they do it. Uh, you know, whether it be a Lindholm trade or more of a depth trade, you know, to fill up, you know, Jesper Faust if they don't feel confident in, you know, say moving Drury uh, over or, or whatever, you know. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I could see... You know, the, the, especially with, like I said, kind of the dirt cheap prices on adding forwards. You know, if there's a guy we're not really thinking about out there who's a nice, you know, two way bottom six winger who could fill in some of the, of what Jesper Foss brought to the table, 
that's definitely the sort of move I could see the Hurricanes making. That's the sort of move they've liked to make. You know, they find value, uh, don't have to give up a lot. So, yeah, no, I, I could certainly see something like that happening. Yeah, they definitely play the money ball strategy for sure. Yeah. And I could I could totally see that in play tonight, tomorrow, and just throughout, you know, really the rest of the offseason, uh, but especially over uh, this half of the week from tonight onward through the weekend. I definitely you know, see them, you know, doing their money ball thing or money puck. Uh, I guess. <laughs> but. Well, and this front office is usually good for a big sub. I mean, they could bring in a big name. We're not even, we haven't even heard of or mentioned. I mean, this front office is usually a good for a big surprise or two. I mean, remember Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty on the same day last summer. Remember Vincent Trocek that was out at left mm-hmm. field. That was a trade deadline move. Remember, I mean, their, their first year of this regime, I was, you know, my jaw was on the floor when they traded Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin for Dougie Hamilton. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, because this, the Hurricanes, I think, have a, t- a group where, you know, the right, you know, significant addition, I think, really could help push them over the hump. And, you know, if the, if that if such a move is going to happen, good chance we're going to see it in the next week or so. So it's a, it's an interesting time to be a Hurricanes fan. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. And we will continue to talk about all of the moves that they end up making as well as tonight's draft uh, in the coming days, in the coming episodes. Again, we will be doing an episode breaking down uh, the entirety of the hurricane schedule. Uh, Tough stretches, easy stretches, games we're looking forward to. We'll do that in a future episode as well. So make sure you are following Locked on Hurricanes at LO underscore Hurricanes on Twitter. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and following Andrew on Twitter at a schnitt 53. And as always, folks, enjoy the draft tonight and let's go Canes.